invite you now to join our conversation, an instrument of healing as we share how each of us can grow through times of illness, grief, and loss. Our wish is through these words you will discover a healing community that promotes insight, reignites hope, and nurtures peace. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, Kelly. It's... Hello, Jeffrey. Oh, you knew it was me, didn't you? I was going to say it's Jeffrey Cloninger. <laughs> well, I think for the people listening, it's good for them to know who you are. That's a good point. Yes. And and you're Kelly Grosslogs, of I, course. I happen to be Kelly Grosslogs from Conversations with Kelly. Um, and we have a very special guest. We do? Today. We do. Um, we are interviewing Carolyn Kinzel from Brighter Days Grief Center in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, on the phone, because of course with COVID, we're doing our interviews on the phone, sure. right? Um, and so Carolyn, I want to welcome you. Here it is on a Saturday. Look at your dedication and willingness to come on. So welcome, my friend. Welcome. Thank you so much. This is this is wonderful. Aww. Thank you. Carolyn, tell us a little bit about Brighter Days. Um, maybe give us some backstory about why um, you know, why you created Brighter Days. And I still, I have to tell everybody kind of a cute thing. I was at, uh, Carolyn and I were at a wedding. Um, I believe it was Mm -hmm. Laura's wedding. Um, and so we were at a wedding and you and I were standing at the reception and you went, you were talking about this and it just, it feels like a blink with how much you've accomplished in such a short time. Oh, thank you. Well, you, as you know, you were the first person I, I told. And Mm. at that time, it was just something that was just in me to do, but I just really wasn't sure um, what it would look like. I had all of these visions in my head. But the short story is that I had had several people in my life, of course, pass away that were very dear to me. And uh, several people in my life who had people pass away that were very dear to them. And the common theme was just that there was this lack of resources um, Mm -hmm. or knowledge of the resources that were out there. And so for me, it really felt like maybe something needed to happen around that to bring all of these resources together in one place for people. And I had been thinking about it and really, really trying to draw those visions in my mind and see what that would look like on paper and then brick and mortar. And, um, but I, but I didn't really know personally how I could navigate it. And what ended up happening is my son's father died, uh, in 2013 by suicide. Mm -hmm. And when I learned that information, I was a single parent at Mm -hmm. the time and I did not know what to do. I was completely paralyzed in knowing how to find help for my son and how to, um, navigate through finding support even for myself. And mm-hmm. so when I realized how much was out there, but learned that two years after the fact, it was important to me to make sure that people knew immediately. And so that was really the catalyst into opening uh, Brighter Days Grief Center. And that that started in, we opened our doors in, in May of 2017. Oh, I can't, even, I remember that day so well, Carolyn, when he died, because you called, do you remember you called me? To, I called you. To get yeah. help, which I was so honored. And I was up in Duluth or something. And just the story of, you know, them coming to your door to tell you um, about the suicide. And mm. then, isn't it amazing? And that's what, when people listening to, 
you know, I think sometimes people can sound like, oh, it was so easy, the path they took. Here she opened up this grief center and, you know, mm. all of those things. And it's like, I remember that so distinctly how mm -hmm. difficult that was. And what I think Brighter Days does, and I think what's so important when people do have a tragedy and a death is that question of where do I go now? What do I do now? And I feel like this center is a response to that question you asked when you were trying to help sweet Drew, and yet there was nowhere, right? I mean, not that there wasn't anywhere, but it wasn't a centralized resource place like you guys are. Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, what we really tried to create was it's one thing to go through the death of someone you love. It is another thing to deal with all of the things that come with that. Mm -hmm. And that is different than just the grief. Yep. It's, there are so many things that come into play, the logistics of it in terms of, you know, maybe needing a probate attorney if you've lost a spouse, or maybe you have life insurance that comes to you and you don't know what to do with that. Or maybe you don't know if you're going to lose your home. Right. Um, how to file social security for yourself or for your children. There's so much that comes with that that is so stressful and overwhelming that it's really hard to even get to your grief. And so we mm -hmm. really realized that we needed to look at it in a, in a much larger, uh, in a holistic manner, I guess is, is the yep. term to really address all of the things that were happening in their life. How were they getting food on the table? Mm -hmm. And maybe it wasn't because of income, but it was because they were, they couldn't brush their teeth. Right, they right, couldn't get out of right, bed, but right. they knew they needed to feed their, their family. Yep. So we really tried to look at it that way. And then also from a psychosocial um, perspective of what can we do to just make sure that you can stay, you know, you have access to mental health resources, mm -hmm. not only therapy, but some self-care classes and workshops and things like that. That was really important for us. It's amazing, Carolyn. And I, you know, Jeffrey and I are sitting here looking at each other and I can tell Jeffrey is so like impacted by this as you're talking. Um, yeah. Wow, like the double impact Great. that Thank you. that spurred you, the mm -hmm. double loss of having mm -hmm. not been with your partner or yep. your husband and then to lose him and to also have to mm -hmm. deal with the loss that your own son was going through oh. and manage that mm -hmm. on top of your own. Yeah. It's just, I I'm sitting here making these these poor these faces and Kelly picked up on that and what a gift that you've given other people as you've navigated your own loss. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, oh, thank you. I mean, thank truly. You. And, you know, Carolyn, you're a soft place to land. So when talk a little bit about what you've seen from the side of being the executive director and people calling and you having many times direct conversations with people, people can often be so reticent of seeking help, right? And I've heard this multiple times. People say, well, someone else has it worse, or I want to save it for someone else, or, you know, whatever that may be. I mean, what, what can you say to people that are questioning, is my loss worthy of receiving support? Mm, yeah, I mean, I, you know, like you said, I get the call so often. And it's, I think, sometimes we look at things as a comparison in general. And yep. so we're always comparing everything we have to someone else's, whether it's lost or something that we gained, but we're always comparing. And what we really try to talk with people about is that it's, this is yours. This yes. is your grief. It is the worst thing that's happened to you. Yep. 
in this moment of your life. And that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what someone else is feeling or going through because this is about your life and you trying to find a path forward as painful as that feels. And so when people reach out to us, and especially when I'm on the phone with them, so often it's more about, you know, what do I do now? Or they're carrying the grief of for instance, their children too, if they've lost their spouse, they're, yes. they're grieving for their children or they're grieving for their in-laws. And so what, what I really try to, to help them with is when you, when you help us help you find support for everyone else in your life, that weight kind of comes off of your shoulders and your heart and you're much more open to getting support for yourself. Mm. And that's why we really focus on the family. It's making sure that every single person has access to their own type of support so that each one kind of comes back together in a healthy manner. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so definitely, yeah, it's, it's about, you know, and it's about their comfort too. I mean, sometimes reaching out is just so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so I'll often talk to family members who will call for that person and I'll say, this is about them. How yeah. do we help them? Maybe it's by email. Maybe it's by text. Maybe it's by phone or in person, or maybe it's just through you as, as sister. Yep. Um, we want to make sure that we provide that comfort for them because then we know if we've reached them in a manner that feels comfortable, they're much more open to even asking for support or even, you know, looking into it. That's so beautiful. Another thing we know that, you know, families can lose one individual, but everyone in the family reacts differently to the grief, has different needs to the grief. The grief shows up at different times. That's another thing that I think, and I would love people, and we're going to put this in our show notes so that people can go to your website because it's quite extensive about very specific mm-hmm. loss and even down mm-hmm. to age groups and, and, and everything, which I think is so beautiful because in my early career, I was the coordinator for one of the major healthcare systems, bereavement coordinator, and all we really offered was grief groups. And so, you know, again, this was in the early 90s, and it was just kind of like I ran those grief groups, and it was really challenging because you would have multiple, you know, you'd have the woman who was 90 that lost her husband down to the woman that was 21 that lost her boyfriend over to the 30-year-old mm-hmm. that lost their child. And we kind of lumped everybody, you know, into one group. And Although loss connects us, I love how you guys have recognized that individually each person will have their own needs. And I, that's what I love about the family system because the family system, if you think of it like the baby mobile over the crib, the death happens, one of those things that's hanging down gets pulled, the whole thing is in equilibrium, but all those pieces on the mobile are moving in their own direction yeah. at their own time. Some are like lower, some are higher. And so I see that as as kind of the metaphor, if you will, in grief. And I love that you guys recognize that each individual person is going to have a different response, possibly, likely, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the same loss within the family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think for us, when we early on, we really realized, and I think looking at it, I mean, most of our board members have lost their own family members. And certainly we did a lot of focus groups and things. But I think early on, we really realized that we needed to start making some really specific groups to give people that safety and security of talking to people that were kind of within that same scenario. And I know for us in particular, when we're 
or me when I'm working with some, with families, especially for a couple, for instance, that's experienced the death of their child, mm-hmm. it's very hard for them to be in a group together because yes. Yes. they're they're taking care of each other. And so we specifically have moms groups or dads groups. There are more another important group is siblings groups. Yes, absolutely. Because so often, you know, that yes, they've lost their they've lost their sibling, but in many ways, at least emotionally, they've lost their parents. Mm. And they need a place to talk about that where they can feel that pain and feel like they can show it without worrying their parents are worrying about them. And the same for the parents, too, to be able to cry and feel that without their other children seeing that and thinking that they're going to, you know, fall apart. It's really important to have separate spaces. I agree. And, you know, what I also love about you is people don't have to, you know, you're not providing therapy per se, right? Like you yourself or the center. I mean, you have, you have partnerships that you refer people to. That's what I love. So people listening who are apprehensive about calling because they have a preconceived notion about what a therapist is. um, That's another Mm -hmm. thing, Carolyn, is you're so you know, you're therapeutic in the sense that you're very loving and compassionate and Brighter Days is a healing resource. But I also want people to be very clear of what you are and what you're not. And for some people, Mm -hmm. that is such a gift that they can call and explore, you know, support. And a lot of times that's how we get people in the door, right? It's like, okay, you're doing this for your other children, or you're doing this for your children. And I love what you said Mm -hmm. that, you know, that that's a beautiful entry point, but we also have to make sure that their needs are being addressed too. And that's something I think you're very gifted at because you've been through that. So like you had, Drew was your first and foremost, like he, your son was your first and foremost concern, but also realizing that you needed support. You needed to be filled up before you could pour into him the support he needed. So I, you know, that's, that comes from your experience, right? I mean, your personal experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, could, I, I think for me to be able to look at his grief through the lens of a parent rather than the lens of a widow mm-hmm. was the ability for me to really understand that, okay, if, if I'm just going through this as a parent, what is this like for someone who's lost a spouse? And then what is it like for someone who's lost a child? And realizing how just completely helpless I felt as much as I thought I was, you know, I really thought I was a great mom and I am a good mom. But in the moment when you're looking at your child who's grieving, you, you question everything Mm -hmm. about your parenting and everything about what you're, what you know. And I'm educated definitely. But in that moment, I, everything went out the window and I remember feeling very much like I remember when I called you, it was like, I don't know if this is anxiety. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's fear. I don't know if it's grief. I don't know if it's puberty. Mm-hmm. And the truth was, it was probably all of those things. But I really needed someone to help me process that. And that's a lot of what we do is mm-hmm. because we have experienced something similar or someone on our team has, we realize that, you know, whether you're in therapy or not, there's a lot of life that happens between therapy appointments. And so how can you still feel supported between those those appointments. And that's really where we come in as kind of more of a family advocate to provide other ways to find support, other outlets um, between those appointments so that you always are kind of, as you said, still, you're always kind of filling your cup with education or other support from other people or whatever that is. 
Yeah, Carolyn. And truly, I know as we're wrapping up, but I, I am so grateful. You know, you're you're like my go-to, like Brighter Days is my go-to. Mm-hmm. It is as a as a grief therapist who works with so many different people around the country now with the format that I am in it, you know, and it's like, oh, if we could have a Brighter Days in all states, yeah, you know, it would be, <laughs> and I say that all the time about many of the nonprofits, right? Like Angel Foundation, if we could have mm-hmm. one in every state, it would just be Absolutely. so great or Jack's or, I mean, yeah. Well, what's going to be my question is, do you serve people and families who are separated geographically and also at this time right now where we're all separated by virtue of coronavirus and we're at home living remotely and separated from people? Are you able to provide certain services to people in that regard? Yes. So we, I mean, we do serve the state of Minnesota. So if you are in the state of Minnesota, um, you qualify, for instance, or you may qualify for some of our, our other services like financial assistance. But we definitely work with families who have people that are out of town. If, if nothing else, we make sure that we understand what the resources are in their town so that they or their county so that they can have access to them. Many of our um, resources are national and have chapters in every state. And so we can, for instance, if there has been a death of a child and they live in Texas, there's an organization called the Compassionate Friends, and they have chapters throughout all of the all of the states. And so we can at least connect them to those and just make sure that we have an overall awareness of what they might be able to tap into immediately within their their city. Um, and then also providing some of the resources that we would to them as a, as a family unit. That's so beautiful. So Carolyn, again, thank you. I, I could talk to you all day. Like Jeffrey, isn't this been easy? It's just yeah. Like, I, mean, I mean, we just, don't have to stop right yeah, this second. Right. Um, Carolyn's got return. I'm, I'm sure she's got 50 calls to return. But, um, you know, Carolyn, again, the importance of people not doing this alone is really the reason I wanted to do this and that there's there's such a need in our bereavement to not isolate. And yet I know that's oftentimes what many want to do. But we do know that that, as we say, the grief shared is grief halved. It's cut in half. Um, and meaning that someone can hold the story for you, hold the space for you. And part of grief is very practical. When we're approaching it to heal, there's very practical things we need to get support on. And then there's, like you say, the psychosocial, more ambiguous. And so truly, Jeffrey, and I want to thank you. And I mean this, Carolyn, like, thank you so so much for being such an amazing resource and a constant in this community. And we will put all of your information on our website. And for those that are listening today, just remember that you are not alone and um, that your loss is the most difficult loss because it's happening to you. But we have beautiful support out there. And Carolyn, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm completely honored. Thank you both. Thank you, Carolyn, and thank you to all of our listeners. We are so excited to bring this to you, and we look forward to sharing more Conversations with Kelly podcast with you very, very soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to this CWK podcast. It's our hope that these words bring comfort, healing, and insight to your life, wherever you are and whatever you're experiencing. Please subscribe and share this episode. You can also follow and like Conversations with Kelly on Facebook. One quick note, we've done our best to share some ideas, tips, and techniques to help guide you. This podcast's content is not intended to be a substitute for or constitute professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We encourage you to seek professional medical advice if needed. Thank you.